Hello, 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 and welcome to Capital Musings, your NCDF podcast, where we focus on fresh ideas that make finance work for the poor in the 46 least developed countries. I'm Eduardo Tanchoni, and you can find Capital Musings on your preferred streaming platform or on our dedicated website, podcast.uncdf.org. The theme of this season is the road to Doha, in line with the fifth UN conference for the least developed countries. That just concluded last month, in March 2022, where the program of action, the Doha program of action for the LDCs has been adopted in New York. And this sets the pathway for LDCs to reach sustainable development by 2030. And this was the first half, as we said before in previous episodes, that there's going to be a second part of the LDC 5. And this is going to be held in March 2023 in Doha, Qatar, directly, where there's going to be more discussions around how together we can implement and we can reach and we can abide by those commitments we made on the Doha program of action itself. So within the Road to Doha season, we are focusing also within this mini-series on deciphering the Doha program of action together. Today is we're going to be looking at the fourth chapter around international trade, around enhancing international trade of least developed countries and regional integration. So the Doha Program of Action really acknowledges and recognizes that LDCs can derive enormous benefits from a equitable multilateral trading system under the auspices of the World Trade organization. But the Doha Program of Action also considers the fact that LDCs themselves continue to face considerable challenges to effectively integrate themselves into the global trading system and, as a result, benefiting from the opportunities that such international trades and global value chains at large can provide to LDCs and to members that actually play an active role within them. So there's a little bit of concern that LDCs share in global merchandise exports have stagnated over the past decades. Despite all the different commitments as well as actions that were embedded within the Istanbul program of action, and the Sustainable Development Goals target of doubling LDC's share of global exports by 2020 from 2011, the 2% target has not been met. Very concerning. Now, COVID-19 has played a role in it, really has further exacerbated this lack of exports and exacerbated the overall situation for the LDCs. And the Doha Program of Action gives some numbers where the merchandise exports of LDCs fell further by 9.1% compared to the global average decline of 7.7% in 2020. Of course, there's a recognition that the micro, small and medium-sized enterprises, MSMEs, further impacted by the pandemic and there's been an intensification of vulnerabilities of LDCs 
amidst the pandemic, especially when it comes to global trade. And like there's also recognition on the program of action that the crisis and the COVID-19 pandemic highlighted the importance that is fundamental and how trade is fundamental to make goods and services available to countries and people in need. So that's uh, a little bit of looking into how we can, as members of states, but also as members of World Trade Organization, to fully and expeditiously implement all of the decisions that are made at the WTO ministerial meetings taken in favor of the LDCs. Let's look at key action areas around international trade. The first one is around duty-free and quota-free market access. What does that mean? It means that there's been progressive improvements since the adoption of uh, IPOA on providing this access to LDCs when it comes to duty-free and quota-free market access. And uh, WTO members have adopted at the DFQF decision at the Bali Ministerial Conference in 2013 to grant either full or nearly full duty-free and quarter-free market access, though some gaps still remain in a limited number of markets in a few sectors. A few developing countries members have granted a significant degree of duty-free and quarter-free market access to LDCs products, and a number of them have reached nearly full duty-free and quarter-free coverage. There's a set of targets that the TBOA highlights. Facilitate market access for products of least developed countries, including developing simple and transparent rules of origin applicable to imports from LDCs themselves in accordance with guidelines adopted by the WTO members at the Bali Ministerial Conference in 2013. Secondly, the target to significantly increase the exports of LDCs, in particular with a view to doubling LDC share of global exports by 2031. And how are we going to achieve those targets? Member states have committed to tackling these challenges and to meeting these targets through some of the following actions. There's a call on all developed country and WTO members to timely implement duty-free and quarter-free market access on a lasting basis for all products originating from all LDCs in line with WTO decisions. And this is called for because this would enable and facilitate the integration of LDCs producers in regional and global value chains. There's a reiteration then of the conviction that no country graduating from the LDC category should have its development progress disrupted or reversed. And the DPOA welcomes the UN graduation process, helps to ensure that no graduating country has its special and differential treatment measures and exemptions abruptly 
produce. It is very important when it comes to all the different, this is a clear example of looking at how the DPOA embeds within it also particular measures and somewhat commitments to those graduating countries as well as those that have recently graduated, not to have their uh, special measures for them completely and abruptly reduced all of a sudden, but rather apply a more long-term sustainable pathway towards uh, the main elements that uh, graduation itself may imply for former listable countries. So there's an invitation of the DPOA to development and trading partners to consider extending to the graduated country trade preferences previously made available and to reduce them in a phase manner, as I was just saying. There's a commitment then not to fully meet the transparency obligations and trade measures and meaningfully improve equitable access for all countries, especially LDCs, to safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines. Second key action area when it comes to international trade is preferential rules of origin. Let's see what that means. Considerable progress has been made towards ensuring that preferential rules of origin are simple and transparent and contribute to facilitating market access of inputs from LDCs. WTO organization members adopted two decisions on preparation rules of origin for LDCs at the ministerial conferences in Bali in 2013 and in Nairobi in 2015. And almost all preference granting members have submitted notifications of their preferential rules of origin requirements. So what's the target here in the DPOA? The target is to ensure preferential rules of origin are applicable to imports from LDCs and those are transparent and simple and contribute to facilitating market access. Very straightforward. And uh, what's our commitment? The commitment is on all developed there's a call on all developed country WTO members and developing country WTO members to declare themselves in a position to do so to facilitate market access for products of LDCs. And as an invitation towards actually development partners to provide technical and financial assistance to LDCs to further scale up the legal and technical capacity to comply with such measures, including sanitary and phytosanitary measures and technical barriers to trade provisions. Let's look at the following key action area for international trade, LDCs services waivers. The DPOA recognizes that agreements on trade in services enable liberalization of services across all modes of supply and those how and how those help boost trade in services and attract investment, as well as enable safe, regular and orderly mobility. Efforts are being made to improve LDC participation in services trade, and DPOA notes that 51 members, including individual EU member states, have notified their preferences under the LDC's services waiver. And multilateral commitments in this regard have been limited and conditioned by measures such as economic needs, test, quotas, or pre-employment requirements. 
What is the target? To increase LDCs exposed by services by fully implementing the WTO ministerial decision on the operationalization of the waiver concerning preferential treatment to services and service suppliers of LDCs. And the commitment is calling upon the WTO members to take concrete measures, including meaningful preferences for LDC services, in accordance with related WTO decisions in 2011, 2013, and 2015. In response to the collective request of those countries and call for strengthening the domestic service capacity in LDCs for enhanced technical assistance and capacity development. Talking about technical assistance and capacity development, this is the next key action area under international trade. That is technical assistance and capacity development, including through aid for trade. So between 2011 and 2019, over $100 billion have been dispersed in aid for trade to support LDCs in strengthening infrastructure, building productive capacity, and enhancing trade policy and regulations. After reaching a peak of US dollars 20 billion in 2018, aid for trade commitments to LDCs fell by 19% to USD 16.6 billion in 2019. Although aid for trade funding to LDCs has grown 13% annually since 2006, reaching $13.5 billion in 2018, and the pandemic threatens to slow or uh, reverse this trend. What is the target, dear audience? Significantly increase aid for trade support going to LDCs. And this is the aid for trade support going to LDCs is expected to double by 2031 from 2018 levels. What's the commitment? The member states aim to increase the proportion of total aid for trade going to LDCs and call for increased support from multilateral development banks and the private sector to meet trade financing needs. There's therefore an urge towards private and public sector actors to work together to address trade finance gaps by enabling a rapid transition to paperless trading and addressing regulatory constraints that hinder trade finance. Acknowledging and building on achievements made so far, including by the enhanced integrated framework and other agencies providing support to LBCs, member states commit to providing trade-related assistance financial and technical support to enhance the institutional and productive capacity of LDCs in line with the 2030 agenda to leave no one behind. There's also a target around ensuring accession to the World Trade Organization of all the LDCs committed to doing so by the end of the current decade. And a call on WTO members to fully implement the 2002, so 2002 LBC's accession guidelines and 2012 General Council decision addendum one as the accession instruments for LDCs and supporting exceeding LDCs accordingly. Let's move on to 
the next key action area when it comes to international trade, and that's TRIPS, which stands for Trade-Related Aspects of Intellectual Property Rights. DPOA welcomes the 23rd January 2017 entry into the force of the TRIPS Amendment, which aims to facilitate access to medicines for countries having insufficient or no manufacturing capacities. So, when it comes to TRIPS, there's a target of supporting LDCs by providing incentives to enterprises and institutions in uh, developed country member territories for the purpose of promoting and encouraging technology transfer to LDCs and to enable them to create a sound and viable technological base. The commitment lies on the importance of Article 66.2 of the TRIPS Agreement, which provides incentives by developed country members to enterprises and institutions in their territories to promote technology transfer and incentives to enterprises and institutions. So, therefore, an acknowledgement of the importance of the TRIPS flexibilities available to LDCs, including the extension of the general transition period under Article 66.1 of the TRIPS agreement that provides that LDC members will not be obliged with respect to pharmaceutical products to implement or apply or to enforce rights provided for on this sections, section 5 on patents and section 7 on protection of undisclosed information of part 2 of the TRIPS agreement in particular until the 1st of January 2033. Let's move on to the next key action area, which relates to agriculture and cotton. The DPOA takes note of the progress made in reforming agriculture trade, including cotton, in line with SDG2 commitments, and recognizes the importance of food security and nutrition. The target is to correct and prevent trade restrictions and distortions in world agriculture and cotton markets. And the commitment is to call as a call for all member states to correct and prevent such restrictions and distortions in world agriculture and cotton markets by eliminating all forms of agricultural export subsidies and disciplines on all export measures with equivalent effect. Now let's move on to the WTO trade facilitation agreement, which implies that. Uh, the current TFA implementation rate stands at 70.2% for all WTO members. The implementation rate of LDCs is only 36.8% as of 10th of June 2021. So the target is to fully implement the trade facilitation agreement and provide assistance and support for capacity development of LDCs in this regard according to development cooperation effectiveness principles. So, the TFA to speed up customs procedures. And what does the TFA mean? It means make trade easier, faster, and cheaper, provide clarity, efficiency, and transparency, reduce bureaucratic orders, and use technological advances. We commit to supporting LDCs with implementation of TFA, including assistance and support for capacity development to LDCs to enable the implementation of the agreement. Let's now talk about e-commerce 
and recognition of pandemic, highlighting the importance of digital technologies that we've talked about before, especially when it comes to e-commerce and its various forms around business-to-business, B2B, or business-to-consumers, B2C transactions, combined with secure online mobile platforms and financial technology fintech solutions that can profoundly and fundamentally reduce the matching costs by which buyers and suppliers can meet profits within the country and across borders. The target is to increase participation of LVCs in this new arena, the arena of e-commerce, by strengthening ICT infrastructure and building the human capacities and institutional capacities as well to better support such development and in particular, and integrate it actually into digital value chains. The commitment is very similar to contribute to strengthening e-commerce and what that does entail, promote personal data protection, reliable access to Wi-Fi connectivity, including the last mile, facilitate mobile banking, and promoting e-commerce and integration of LDCs in the global economy. On spatial and differential treatment, there's a call for the full implementation of the provisions of spatial and differential treatment for developing countries, in particular LDCs, in accordance with WTO agreements, and similar to regional integration, including trade integration and transit cooperation, and the recognition how those can facilitate LDCs integration to global trading systems. Among others, there's a recognition of the African Continental Free Trade Area, AFTA, and the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, RCEP, present a major opportunity for participating LDCs to boost trade, output in services, manufacturing, and natural resources sectors. However, despite progress, regional international cooperation still needs to rise to the challenges ahead. So, member states have committed to promoting regional economic integration and enhance regional connectivity to increase regional trade, including integration of LDCs into regional value chains and services trade. This will help foster regional and sub-regional integration with special attention to LDCs and announce the participation integration of small-scale industrial and other enterprises into regional and global value chains and markets. We therefore commit to, as member states, supporting LDCs in the implementation of multi-country customs transit guarantee regimes for the implementation of either international transit agreements or functional regional agreements. Member states support, will support LDCs' efforts in promoting sub-regional and regional cooperation, and that entails export promotion, regional connectivity, and to do so through trade-facilitating measures such as joint projects on customs and border procedures, and insofar as possible, telecommunications facilities and energy. Lastly, member states will provide assistance to landlocked and small island LDCs aimed at addressing the challenges of their remoteness from international markets and lack of infrastructure. This is the fourth chapter of the Doha Programme of Action. And we've talked about international trade and uh, to that extent how 
the DPOA can support ongoing action within WTO and related members. We hope you liked it. If you did, please give it a thumbs up, leave a comment, help us attract new listeners that may share similar interests with you. So share it also with your peers, share it with your colleagues, share it with your family, your mom, your dad, your grandma. And if you wish, please leave a comment and let us know what you thought. Thank you for joining us today. And thanks to our audience for joining us on the MCDF podcast, Capital Musings. Once again, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and our dedicated website, podcast.uncdf.org. If you found this episode useful, please spread the word on Twitter with the hashtag Capital Musings, or leave us a review. Reviews help us and new listeners discover our podcast. So if you enjoyed listening, please leave a review. Thanks, and until next time. 